All right, we're at the point in the season when we are discussing how much money to spend on Marquise Goodwin, and we have reached near full capitulation on Kyle Pitts. It's going to be a great show. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> this is why. This is why I'm hot. Anita Han- Hanjob. Fix your sight. Jamar. <laughs> Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Canary's Tony? You can't handle the heat. He looks like we're finally this boy here, right? <laughs> 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 All right, special guest Mike Leone joining us. Not really, um, you know, to enjoy himself, but merely out of function of trying to figure out our bids for our 10K league. Is that correct, Michael? <laughs> Yeah, I'm throwing out names, and you guys think I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm I don't kidding. think you're kidding. I was in there. I was in the system. Uh, I, you I definitely made up something called Blackshear. I don't know what uh, the bid Blackshear is. Blackshear is possibly the, the RB2 in Carolina Isn't if Hubbard is out. Bank? Huh? I don't know, but it's Blackshear. Quick, quick, quick trivia question. Who can name Blackshear's first name? I, there R. R. The Sheep? <laughs> Is it Rashid? Ooh, close. Who's that Raheem. guy on the Saints Raheem? that keeps scoring all the touchdowns? Raheem. I know. That's, that's who I, I was thinking, thinking of. of. I feel like there's good vibes there. Isn't he like, Rahid Shahid? Rahid Shahid? So, like, if that guy can score, maybe this guy can score. Well, let's just set the table so people know what we're talking about. Our 10K league was actually going very swimmingly. We had Austin Eckler and Brees Hall, so just the, the fucking stone nuts at running back. Rest in peace, Brees. Now you got Austin Eckler on I mean, by one of the world just to cut it one of the rare competitive pits lands teams because that part of it was not going swimmingly but we had some other yeah. stuff Ben we well were we, we did a good job slide on that one. oh my god <laughs> so to so that's the state of our running back position this week we're very excited to start Tyler Algier I mean he basically looks like Dalvin Cook in context to the rest of our <laughs> roster. But now we're trying to figure out who to start at RB2 and some of the names being floated out. I mean, I swear to God, these guys are in the USFL. I don't even know if they're on an active roster. I mean, we're, le- I mean, we're legit legitimately starting Samaje P. Ryan uh, right <laughs> We're now. not going to start. We'll, I mean. Well, right now we are. I mean. Do, oh, Snoop like, Connor. Do you add Snoop Connor to the list? I, I just, I'm getting exhausted. They are, didn't, Peterson already said that they're going to give Hasty more work, right? <laughs> I know, but if we don't get Hasty. I mean, Black Shears. We gotta have a contingency on Hasty. We, I mean, we've got we've got the contingencies. Avery Williams, and we do the double Atlanta Falcons running back. I'll say something I've never wanted to say in my entire life: Is Craig Reynolds available? He is. Oh yeah, he is, but Swift practiced in full. Yeah, but didn't he practice last week too? Yeah, not in full. Full is a full is a whole different ball game. Well, Jamal Williams has not been running any routes, and Craig Reynolds has been. So if Swift's like limited, Reynolds might still play the passing down some. This is so bad. They're I, playing I'm, Miami. Miami forces every team to throw underneath to a degree. Definitely did I that with that. Pittsburgh last week. Did with Buffalo well, that's just because Kenny year. Pickett likes to do that. That's All right, we're just hoping that we get Hasty and Malcolm Brown, and we'll figure. Josh it out. Allen threw sixty-two passes against this defense, at like the lowest A dot of the season for himself. I mean, we saw. A, a, I mean, I feel like it's Craig Reynolds kind of is it, dude? Josh Allen threw like God, Craig fifteen targets play. to his running backs. Yeah, Craig Reynolds is not the guy. Trust us, Andy. We've talked about Roddy Rivers tonight. Craig Craig Reynolds is going to catch five passes this week. 
Fuck it. Five I, passes. He might play five snaps. Dude, I feel like I have some some zero running back teams that are in insanely good shape, but it's like almost entirely based off who I drafted. Like I, I was saying to this Ben in the offseason, and like, dude, I, I have not had a good time the last two years get getting successful waiver wire pickups. AKA I spent three hundred dollars on like Boone. Yeah, yeah, no, I was in I was in on Boone for sure. Well, should we There's, tell him about what our latest idea is? With Avery Williams, if we start both yeah. Avery and yeah. Tyler Algier, this is how you beat Arthur Smith. He's trying to just ruin our lives, and we say, not so fast, buddy. We'll just play two running backs and play right into your hands. I think this is the psychological warfare yeah. we need. If we had Huntley, I would be legit excited about it. If Avery Williams <laughs> is a passing down guy, which makes it a little bit concerning. Uh, yeah, His yardage it's, prop it's, might be the same as Pitt's. And again, with this 10K team, so uh, Gretch mentioned it. We lost Lance. We lost Brees Hall. Who else was the other guy we lost on this one? Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, yeah. Rest in Kyle peace. Pitts, yeah. We lost <laughs> Kyle Pitts. Uh, and this team, though, was hanging around. Hanging around. Uh, and then losing Brees Hall, man. I I, I still haven't awful. recovered from that. It's been that. awful. It's really Dude, like, it's... I'm not, I don't feel, I haven't gotten back since he went down. I... Like, I think I had a delayed response until I did fab tonight. And I'm going through these teams. I was seeing you guys in chat. I had a couple auction teams. They're not high money leagues. Like, obviously, our 10K is way more important. But these teams were just just set up to smash because I did, like, the hero RB thing where you just spent all the money on receivers. And then it was built around Brees. And, it, and you know, I had one with Brees and Pierce, one with Brees and Miles Sanders. And it was, like, just what I needed at running back. And, then, and now I'm... I feel and both those teams randomly have Mahomes on by, so I'm in multiple spots dropping Brees Hall for Sam Ellinger. So that's it's, that's where we're at. It's so gross. It's so gross. I was lamenting it in redacted too. I was saying where I like ETN got expensive, and then I just stopped drafting him and just hammered Brees Hall because Brees Hall just chilled out in the fifth round. And so my ETN ended up coming in light. And now ETN's, of course, the league winner, and Brees Hall is donezo. I'm I'm depressed. Um, the ETN stuff's exciting. We have exposure to him. I mean, we have some. No, exposure I know. To him. Yeah, we got to find but, stuff to be happy about. It, it's been like the Lance thing. We didn't have a ton of Javante, but like so many exciting rookies, second year player types now out for the year. It's just been. It's shitty been a little bit of a. It's been a little bit of a bummer this year. Yeah. I've got to say, like the um, scoring is down. Uh, efficiency is down. Offensive efficiency is way down. That like uh, Kevin Cole tweeted out the the EPA per play versus success rate. I think, but it's like the the passing efficiency is like equivalent to 2009 right now. Yeah, it's like way way less efficient. Signals. Like the no big plays yards per attempt before last week. It was as low as it had been since 2009 or 2008 before 2010. Yeah. Some whatever season was the, low, uh, the next lowest. Uh, it's been bad. Yeah, it's rough, and the buys are just going to, you know, magnify everything. Uh, Leone, you mentioned Ellinger. He's probably going to be chalk this week at DFS at 4K. Should he be a chalk pickup in, in these fantasy leagues? Where do you slot him around some of these other streamer quarterbacks? Um, I have him around where, like, Lawrence is this week, and 
who is the other and like fields like i think he's like in that tier which is generally about as good as you're going to do on the wire for a quarterback pickup unless like danny dimes is out there or something he's probably not out there right now Ellinger's just a mystery box like he could legitimately have upside i mean there's not all right i need you guys to like tell me if I should be excited about this or not, because I am excited about it, and you're probably um, going to talk me out of it. <laughs> I mean, there there could be upside, but like it could also be like twelve points a game. <laughs> well, yeah, I no, mean, th- he could be terrible. Like, he's mobile, I, so look, look, I want to talk about the mobile QB thing because I've written about Wait, this I, a little I, the last couple of weeks. But all the surprising offenses right now are mobile QB offenses. Like it's it's really hard to explain what's happened in the NFL. We know that that. The, the whole cover two shell thing started midseason last year. Defenses aren't letting teams go deep as much. <clears throat> We've seen ADOTs drop for a lot of pocket passers. Teams are making offenses take longer drives, matriculate the ball down the field, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know all of the intricacies of it. I was talking to Sean today. We, it wasn't for a podcast. It was off the podcast for like an hour about – because there's not like a clear, clear shift this year. But the, the thing that I pointed out on Twitter, I think, on Monday – is all of the surprising offenses. You look at what the Bears did Monday night against the Patriots, the Giants, the Falcons, uh, even like the Eagles on the high end being so good, but they're probably not only driven by mobility, but it's a mobile QB. And I think these defenses, whatever they're doing, it's also the surprisingly bad offenses. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert are guys that win through throwing and they – are getting hit by whatever these defenses are. They're all like having these games where their ADOTs come way down. They're checking down a ton. They're not, I mean, it's almost like staying on schedule matters more. Like we've always made fun of like success rate. It's not actually that important. Explosive plays matter, but defenses are taking away those explosive plays now. Fourth down rates up. Sean was making a really great point that if you are running effectively, I mean, to me off, off the air, but if you are running effectively, and you're willing to like get three yards, three yards, three yards, and then run again on fourth down and get the first down. Like, even yeah, though your rushing doesn't look like it's actually productive on a per play basis, you're able to like success rate does actually seem to matter a lot. The passing game actually is more hit or miss. You're going to have some big passing plays, bigger plays. That's why we, you know, we, we definitely see big pass plays, obviously, but you're going to have incompletions too. And if you're always trying to get first downs on, through throwing the ball, there's going to be a point on a drive where you're going to wind up in a third and long and you're potentially going to punt. We've seen those pocket passers lose drives in key spots. Yeah, I, I guess I said like Arizona's really struggled with a mobile quarterback. But they don't do, they don't run they don't the pass. type of offense. They don't use him in the run game. Maybe right. they maybe they don't as much as they should, but he's still, even with that said, he's still in the mobile quarterback bucket. And like, so what? What I'm like Seattle's is, a surprise. Seattle's a surprisingly good offense, and they don't have a mobile quarterback. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a hundred percent thing, but what I'm arguing is with Daniel Jones, with Mariota, with Fields, they are using them as weapons in the run game. And like Dan Orlovsky had a really interesting video on Twitter where he talked about how the Giants ran a freaking power play, eight straight plays, which I think is the old Vince Lombardi play, you pull the backside guard, whatever. And then Daniel Jones on one of those eight plays, it was the same look, but on one of those plays pulled it and ran around the other side. And so he ends up getting like a 20-yard gain. But what he, what that does, having that ability to run, you know, have the QB pull it, I mean, it's, it's we always talk about the read option where it helps the running back efficiency up the middle because they have to contain the edges. But like if even on like these stretch plays, 
the backside of the play can't crash. And so now Barkley has more time to like read the hole and be patient to press the hole, whatever he, when he's going to make his cut. Um, the, the, the ways that like Dable is really intelligently using Daniel Jones rush ability on like designed runs to set up also Barkley's rush efficiency. And then when they do throw, it's a numbers game, right? Like the, a lot like against like Lamar Jackson, everyone who does the film stuff is talking about how there's always a spy on the field, right? So you don't have the same depth to that, you know, zone. You don't have the same number of players dropping into coverage on every key play or else they can scramble even on a called pass play, which we're seeing a lot from like Mariota and stuff. Anyway, I, I think you make a good point, but I don't think Kyler is a great, like I thought about Kyler, but he's, they run a completely different offense. It's just shotgun straight up. They're not, it's not like a run based and using the QB mobility as a weapon in the run game and, and showing different designs. And yeah, they, they just don't run a shotgun. He should, but he's still like top six mobile quarterback in the league. Like Sure. I guess it's probably just not, my argument would be it's not impacting the defensive schemes the same way some of these other mobile QBs might be. The whole point of that was Sam Ellinger. I think the reason they went to him and not Foles, he adds mobility. Frank Reich's an intelligent coach. I think they're going to have a completely different look to their offense, right? They're going to run the ball and use Ellinger's mobility some and then throw a lot less. And then that's what I was thinking at first too, but I'm actually not convinced of that. They can't block. They can't block like at all. Their line is so bad. They can't block for the run game. The run game sucks. They're like, I think they're last. They're 31st in EPA per rush. They have Jonathan Taylor. They can't run the ball. Like, I don't know. I, I think they might be. They've, they have actually moved up in pace, and they've been doing this quick quick play stuff with Ryan. I don't think they do that, I think, because that's not really Ellinger's game. but um, Or it's Ellinger, I think. But I'm wondering if they don't go run heavy. Like, I wonder if they're more balanced. Um, which makes me a little bit excited about Ellinger. This is the stat I wanted to ask you guys about on Ellinger. So it's a little silly, but like the pressure thing has been the issue with, with Matt Ryan. They they're getting to him constantly and he's been terrible under pressure. Ellinger in the preseason this year was PFF's number one graded quarterback under pressure, whatever it's preseason, but he was also the number one graded quarterback under pressure in 2021. So I'm kind of like, Okay, like this is what he has to do, right? He only way yeah. he succeeds is if he's got under pressure. It's the only way. And he's two preseasons in a row, the top graded guy. So I'm kind of wondering, like, and then I watch some highlights and I'm like, he's a guy, he actually pretty good as a rusher. He's got a kind of a big arm, likes to throw downfield. He might be kind of fun. He might be like scrambling, rolling out, chucking the ball downfield, getting some big plays. I think you'll see their pressure rate come down too. Yeah, literally it's just based more on some of the offensive, like Matt Ryan standing back there in shotgun and being immobile is impacting yeah. the pressure rate, right? That's probably true, yeah. Ellinger being able to roll out, being able to do some stuff. But that's a really interesting stat. He had a really good preseason this year throwing the ball, like incredibly good. But it like overall was bad in 2021. But it's interesting that you said he's re- he was really good under pressure in 2021. Too. In both years. We, yeah. I mean, you guys do all the preseason stuff, Leone. Was he like your your boy? Oh, I don't I don't touch the preseason stuff. That's not for me. <laughs> yeah yeah, bring a lot of tan on i mean it has to be that ellinger what do you think is it is it neutral at best for the pass catchers Pittman? i think it's bad i think it could be really good for pierce yeah it's gonna be more vertical passing vertical so it's it's, it's the lance you're you're saying it's the lance thing what we expect yeah 
Yeah. Where it's good bit. for him, probably good for the running bay game, good for some play action, deep threats, and then the intermediate over the middle. It's guys terrible for hit. Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell. Yeah. It's, you don't it's drop the worst him yet, for Pittman. I mean, Pittman's going to die at his ADP. It's definitely the worst for him. Yeah. It's bad yeah. for Pittman. I mean, he's contingent on volume and high catch rate. Like, it, it's got to be really bad. For he him. should I get think more it's bad for everybody. Targets. But I think it's good for Pierce. I, I like I thought Lance was also bad for everybody, so I'm kind of seeing the situations the same. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, I don't know. There's a chance, <laughs> there's a chance he's better than Lance because Lance Lance sucks. In yeah, all I the guess for Pierce, look at Lance sucks. I guess for Pierce, the case is you know, the downfield stuff, but also like if there's a shift in target share, or there's just like more touchdowns right. to be had. I just don't see like any case for Pittman. I think the I case for Pittman would be. Pittman's ADOT has been much lower this year. And so maybe he most, I, I don't know where he is. It's something like seven and a half, eight. And if he were to move to, um, you know, like an 11 ADOT, that would help make up for a few less targets. It's not like Ryan's been playing great. Um, yeah, it's still, he's got like 6.8 this year. Yeah, he's got 72% catch rate. I don't know. His yards per target's about the same as it's been for his career. I mean, he's just, he's just super fragile. Yeah. But I was like against Pittman to start. So like, for so I'm like interpreting through that, that eyes a little bit. Like yeah, he almost too. got saved by the way this offense was running. I'm also like, I didn't realize we were on the same page on that. Leonie. I was too. <clears throat> yeah. I'm a little worried about JT too, just cause if, <laughs> if Ryan was halfway decent, what they tried to do the last two weeks would just be like the pure nuts for JT. But but he wasn't. Yeah, he caught like seven seven passes yeah. last week, and he played Deion like Jackson half the same thing. Yeah, yeah they're running yeah. a ton of plays, short, throwing short passes, but they just they couldn't score, which is the biggest issue. So hopefully they score now. Hopefully he's a little bit more efficient. But we were close Dude, to getting the pure nuts with JT, as bad as it looked. You, Leone, if I'm not mistaken, I think you read the article I wrote yesterday with the running backs and mobile QB thing. Cause I think we talked, we did talk about that a little bit, right? The, 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 did you like that term that I made up that mobile QB tax thing? Like, it feels like you're talking about that a little bit. We're like, when you have the, emo, my point was there's like 10% or 20% of the offensive plays don't even get out <laughs> to the audience. Don't even get out of the quarterback's hand in these offenses with mobile QBs. Cause they're either runs scrambles or design runs or their sacks they tend to take sacks at a higher rate because they extend plays and you're trying to come out like with lance it was bad for everyone in part because he's going to run more right probably also going to take sacks at a higher rate it might also shift their pass rate a little bit that's sort of what you're saying with ellinger too whereas with matt ryan you're talking about when you're throwing more you also run more plays and so you you're running fewer plays and you're losing like 10 or 20 percent of those that are not even going to a skill position player uh, I can't remember what team it was. I think it was Atlanta, actually. Had 45 plays last week. Matt Ryan ran like nine times um, or, or something. Or had like nine rushes Mariota. plus sacks. Yeah. Mariota. What did I say? Mar- yeah. Sorry, Mariota. So 45 plays is all because they're so run heavy. And nine of them don't even leave Mariota's hand. There's only 36 plays that actually go toward a skill position player. You compare that to yeah. like the Matt Ryan offense or the Joe Flacco offense when they end up throwing 50 or 60 passes and there's so many, so much more opportunity for the skill players. It's a, it's a massive gap sometimes. Yeah. I know like even doing the preseason projections, like with Atlanta, 
that is one of the things I was saying was like the past, I, the, what's happening now is like zeroth percentile. Like it's like unforeseen, but then being bottom five in pass attempts was like really on the table just because they were trading off. The, their number of plays was going to be reduced with Mariota. The number of dropbacks that were going to be sacks were higher. The number of dropbacks that were going to be scrambles were higher. And yeah, it's probably the same thing with Ellinger. You know, there's three categories that you're losing in. It's it's just a lot to overcome for pass catchers. For all skill position, really. Because you said you thought it might be a concern for Taylor too. Like he's Yeah, I'm concerned for Taylor because like but like he 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 has more ways to make it up though. Like right. okay, like his efficiency increases because you know, playing with a mobile quarterback, if they do the play call, like all the stuff you were kind of just talking about with Daniel Jones and whatnot and Barkley, like if that stuff comes to fruition or if he's good enough just to get him in fucking scoring range so he can get some touchdowns, like there's more, there's more ways he can make it up. But pass catchers, like, I mean, so much of that is just how many balls are you catching? Yeah. Um, Leody, I know we're reaching near full capitulation on Kyle Pitts, but you, you guys took uh, some overs over at ETR, right? Is it a little life, little life in the Kyle Pitts here? Dude, I, I have to. We do our rest of season top one fifty, and it's just like me fending off everyone who just wants the top one fifty to be like order of fantasy points scored the last three weeks. <laughs> we we Mark and I held firm, and we kept Kyle Pitts as tight end six and. <laughs> Okay. People didn't, the people didn't like it. Where did they <laughs> want it? Like tight end 15? We like we dropped him quite a lot, but I don't know. I still feel like I'd rather have Kyle Pitts than Tyler Higby, like just in the off chance. Who are your top five then? I mean, I guess it, you might not want to just read them off, but I'm well, oh. Andrews, in Kelsey, he's got pit six. Goddard, I don't know that people are all at interest. Kittle, Kittle, Waller, 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 five. Kittle, Waller, and who else? Goddard, Goddard. Yeah, got it. Yeah. yeah. Greg, you still holding strong pits at tight end too? <laughs> I it's funny. I've been getting a lot of these like I drafted pits over Andrews because of you things. And I mean no no one wants to hear this. Yeah, yeah, with that for sorry, I'm sorry about that burner. Did I, mean. I send that in? I thought I hit <laughs> yes, delete. I thought I've been, I just I've wrote been that just and deleted. Making it. First of all, in it. our 10k lead, <laughs> we already went over. Can we break down how we landed on pits? Because we I didn't expect to, to, but sure. Like, do you want to, Ben? I mean, that's I, I, I wrote in the chat at the time because I, I went back not like to do this, Gretch. I wrote Pitts or Andrews here, right? And then Leone and I, but then we we discussed in person. I wish that we had this via. Uh, text, but we do not. We discussed in person. Leone, I voted Andrews. You guys voted Pitts. Leone, I think, would already like knew in his heart that we were going to take uh, uh, Pitts, so he didn't have like much of an argument. But I still feel like exposure wise, we really. I, I, you know what? I've I don't feel like I was pushing going, for Pitts. I just remember Leone telling me to announce no, it, and I was dude, drunk and excited. We had like maybe not on the board when we were on the board i don't think you were like crazy pro pits but like the conversations preceding it was kind of like we were looking at pits in that spot like, but we didn't we're taking pits in the third round it was 2v2 and so the point i, I was think i make... didn't realize how pro andrews pat was and i might have like pushed it a little bit harder had i but well, to that point as well like i probably you're more pro andrews than i was but we also as ship chasing had like a fuckload of pits exposure and one share of andrews so i was like kind of like well, let's just take andrews like it's whatever um but 
we had so, a 50 but wait, 50. no, I gotta defend myself here. The point I was gonna make, because I actually went back and looked at this, is I ranked Andrews ahead of Pitts in my rankings until August 19th when their ADPs converged. Like yeah, for almost all of August. Push, I remember reading it. You you single-handedly push Pitts's ADP up and then use that ADP as a justification <laughs> to rank two Pitts ahead of Andrews. Okay, but I had Andrews ahead of hey, Pitts for hey, most of on. August is the hey, point. God. The market Mr. is efficient. No, no, no. We must listen Mr. to the market. I re- reneged my uh, Amon Ross St. Brown flag plant because the steam was coming in too hot. You can't use that argument, Michael. <laughs> no, no. That would be the opposite. Ben Ben said because the ADP was rising, that justified uh, moving pits ahead of Andrews because the market is is sharp. Okay, okay, but okay, yeah. I, I obviously I'm not trying to say I didn't love pits and take but him. At I, dude, I we had one. the year before we had a two v two. I wanted Barkley, you guys wanted JT, and we went JT, and it worked out. Like sometimes the coin flips work out, sometimes right. They don't, I just know? liked them just... both. The, the main thing I, I'm like, that was publicly, very mature of you to say that, Leon. I know that I, I was like branded with pits really heavily and it's gone really poorly, but I we're all trying to find who did this. I, no, it was, I was branded fine. with pits. Fine, was fine, branded. fine. I branded myself, but everyone's just like a Nexium You were doubting him. Everyone's just taking that as if I hated Mark Andrews, and literally the whole offseason, I was saying <laughs> still beyond Mark Andrews. Okay, how much Mark Andrews did you take? How much Pitts? Did... I did Dude, take. If a you lot had of... Pitts ahead of Andrews in prime draft season, you never got Mark Andrews. I took Andrews. I have Andrews on like three teams. But do you know what I mean, though? Like, like Pitts had a worse ADP than Andrews. So if you had Pitts ranked ahead of Andrews, you would have never gotten Andrews in prime draft season. I didn't when their ADPs were separate. No, because Pitts went ahead of Andrews on some. I took Andrews after Pitts in some spots too. Like gotcha. he was still. Very I guess good that pick. didn't happen. Didn't happen. I didn't see that happening. It's all right. It, that happened a lot. Too, so it's FFPC. a wash. That happened all a lot. Right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even. The, the tilting part about this is. is that Pitts is his yards per target is sucked, but like he's earning, he's earning volume like decently on a per route basis. Actually, like really strong on a per route basis. He's got a deep A dot. He's like, he's kind of who we wanted him to be, except the yards per target sucks. And he's on the Falcons. Like the Falcons part of this is just so much worse than I think. I mean, I, I just never saw this outcome. And like Ben, I know like for you, like part of the Andrew stuff was what if they turn into the Ravens again? Right. And you kind of had some concerns about him, which they, by the way, they did last week. So, you know, it's not completely off base at all, but like the Falcons stuff, they're worse than the Ravens. They're that's, this is like the, the old school Ravens, but like, two or three times worse than that because they they're not good they don't put up points they suck yeah yeah it's like for me andrews had a higher yards per out run than pitts um his team was i had them projected to throw more they're they're they were projected to score way more points just like literally any tiebreaker across the board was andrews there just like wasn't a single one for pitts other than that like maybe he's the best tight end ever so i thought there was more uncertainty in their in Atlanta's team level volume. I was too confident that Baltimore's team level volume would come down. I didn't foresee J.K. Dobbins not being healthy the whole year, right? Yeah. I thought their running backs would be healthier. A lot of what happened last year that went into their pass rate being so high, didn't expect. So it's it's funny. The Pitts play was in part on my end. You you make a good point that you were expecting Atlanta to come in really low on their pass volume. 
but it was sort of fading some of the the team level stuff or the certainty of the team level stuff on a on a play like Atlanta, which I think has paid off in some other spots. You can look at I talked about this recently. Uh, Sean ranking Rashad Penny and Ken Walker number two and one in a zero RB countdown, and everyone was like, "What the fuck's he doing?" Geno Smith yeah, runs this team. They're not going to yeah, be in I, running back production, and and they've been better from an offensive perspective. And both of those running backs look like. I mean, obviously Penny gets hurt, but it has paid off because of the Dolphins is another the team one. level stuff. The, the Dolphins is yeah, one we were sure they like, weren't going to be pass heavy, and they're they're pass heavy and it's pass all heavy. concentrated. It's it's perfect. There's a you lot of had it both ways like though. It wasn't like. But well, the, the funniest part about that is I was too certain that's, on Andrews' that's true. <laughs> team level stuff coming down, and it, it didn't all have to be positive. <laughs> yeah, like you could right. have been. I mean, like, right. like I, I mean, you you could have been in on Penny and Walker, and not in on Pitt. Like they, they didn't have to go hand here's, in hand. That, that you so the thing with like, Pitts though was that it couldn't be this bad. And Leone's sitting here telling us that he projected Atlanta to throw 50 passes through five. We games. talked about it several yeah. times in, in, in the offseason. We were like, there's no way they can be bottom five. And I'm like, Ben, they can be bottom five very easily. And I don't you think were I like, said I hope no that's way not. they can yeah, be I think you literally five. just said, I hope that's not true. I think <laughs> we had a conversation where you said like, that. Uh, will have uh, 12 passes in week seven. <laughs> I'm not talking <laughs> about bottom five. I'm talking about... Fewer passes well, this, per this game. This is clearly no one could have projected this. I mean, this is clearly the zeroth percentile outcome, but it still wouldn't be good if they were throwing the ball, you know, twenty-seven times a game. It'd be a fuck ton better. Sure, anything <laughs> yeah, would be, be better. I actually think Pitts worse. could be okay if they threw twenty-seven times right. a game. Like he's he's he could playing be okay, that well, but I, London. By the way, London. That's what's so London, frustrating. Dude. If he if they were throwing twenty-seven times a game, it wouldn't be this ridiculous. It wouldn't be this ridiculous. No, of course not. And I that's why say, I still have Pitts ranked TE6. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I love it. One um, one thing we did do is in spots where we had Pitts, we didn't take London, partially with the idea of like we need someone to like earn the target share. This this is not an offense that we want multiple yeah. high end pieces of. So we we need one of these guys to win. If any of them has won, it's London. But neither of them has obviously won because the, the offense is too bad. But at least we didn't build any Atlanta stacks. We didn't do that. We did start Mariota for like for like five straight weeks, so we did have a stack actually <laughs> oh, on our You're right. 10k You're right. team. Never mind. And we've I got the Algier pit stack this week, so we're really pro Atlanta. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you're if you're looking for sentiment signals of the the absolute bottom of the Kyle Pitts thing, I think we just hit it. I think we just hit Kyle Pitts rock bottom sentiment. It can't get any worse. Than it is right now. I think you get the worse chat week. is confidently taking Robert Tunyon over Pitts rest of the season, and there's there's people. Uh, that's what I mean. What about Dulcich? The capitulation is it? Is it Dulcich over Pitts season yet? Do you do you guys think I can play Pitts in the <laughs> Thunderdome the for a third straight week? <laughs> yes, yes, you can. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Spoken I don't want. Like I don't want to. I don't want to hear about that. Leone, you can play. A quarterback and Kyle Pitts for a combined 8K salary. I mean, why oh, would she do that? Now <laughs> we're talking. Um, well, somebody says Pitts like, over 1.5 TDs. I actually do think the way back for him is TDs. He's not been. <laughs> we're fighting. He's got. This he only has one touchdown, but he he should have had one last week. Like the 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 running. <laughs> yeah, he should have. They don't like, score any points though. This this isn't points. how. Ryan says at least Dolchich can score TDs on American soil. This is not how you make a case for Greg Dolchich this week, son. Yeah, okay. that's true, man. Do you know he's in London? Or? No, that's a, no. London is the kryptonite. Dude, did you guys hear about this Russ thing? Apparently, he was like 
on the way to London, he was doing high knees in oh, the yeah. aisle of the plane. Did you see what? KJ Hamler's quote retweet? No. He confirmed it. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the really most obnoxious to... thing. He goes, no BS. No BS. This dude... This is was my take was like I can see like long flight you're stretching out you know do walk in the aisle doing fucking high knees on a plane I, I would have lost my shit throw him his, out throw him out of the plane his whole quote was like everybody was knocked out I was doing high, like he made it like he like, threw <laughs> no, everyone dude. else under the bus for being asleep and like what is he, he's probably waking them up he's probably yeah. like yeah if you're on a plane you're only ever trying to sleep no one's truly asleep on a plane you're always like one you're one one knee lift away from being fully awake this dude ruined <laughs> ruined the flight for his whole team he he's so i uh, lauren had never seen the mr unlimited video and i showed it to her last night and you know i hadn't watched it in a while and i was i just re-remembered just this guy's the absolute worst like he's the most cringe human i've ever seen that uh, stuff is bad, but like, it, okay, he's like he's he makes weird social media posts or whatever. But like the high knee thing, like, no, but that that's actually makes me not like him. That's like, like that's yeah. just him across. But he's the board. doing something to someone else. He's doing something to a whole yeah. team of people there. My it's my reaction just... tweet this today on this was: uh, there's never been a clearer personification of a gift than Russell Wilson's whole vibe being Michael saying, "Why are you the way that you are?" to Toby. Like that's <laughs> everything I read about him. I'm like, "Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> what are you? Why?" Yeah. Um, all right, let, let's squeeze in a few other waiver wire takes for the people. Someone had asked about uh, Marquise Goodwin. When I was going through our waivers this week, he was available in virtually every league. There are some leagues where we need wide receiver help. We really didn't discuss him <laughs> much at all. I guess it's a little ambiguous on the DK Metcalf timeline, but Leone, I'll go to you first. Should should we be interested in Marquise Goodwin? Scored two touchdown, concentrated offense. Uh this is the first I've heard of picking up Marquise Goodwin. I'm not great at waivers. I'm not sure why I'm on this show, but um, yeah, what do you mean? What do you mean you for? You're you're telling me you're not you're projecting Marquise Goodwin? Team, this week? Okay, so, uh, no, <laughs> um, <laughs> Marquise Goodwin. First of all, he's made out of glass. So yeah, as a, as a Bills fan, um, he caught a really cool touchdown in San Francisco. This is this is the hard hitting <laughs> out. Let me look what we have for. Uh, <laughs> For DFS, though, for, I thought you were gonna have a hot take on Marquis Good. I thought no, I don't. We, we, I don't know. We, we, response. I don't know where I am right now. I just like I, I haven't considered picking him up. We haven't projected for nine points with DK Metcalf out. Yeah, I, I'm where, not. Where I'm, you, I've lowered him in the list everywhere. That? So, are you where are you sliding that market share? It just kind of spread out over everybody and they can i think they're gonna do a lot of you know the bullshit multiple tight end stuff with fant and disley so we have yep. those guys projecting almost as much as goodwin and then a little bit of eskridge and maybe they pass less they've been balanced to slightly pass first this year but that's harder to do if you're replacing metcalf with marquis goodwin um this is a great question. Yeah, our uh, Berto Lay last week, a little disappointing. I'm trying to see who's the rando popping up on the kicker list this week. No one in the top that uh, is off your radar here. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I don't have a rando name for you. I really don't. These are all household names. Mike Badgley. Kind Where's of the kicker chasing video? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. It's too early in the night for that. Uh other let's see other bids 
people who are available who are i mean this was another just super weak waiver wire run yeah i'm trying to think who i mean we had shakir available in, in one of our leagues definitely think he's worth picking up i've had elijah yeah. Moore in a couple it's that kind of player that is like i saw matt stafford available if you need a qb it's like well he probably shouldn't be not that he's good it's that type of player that is like we had we had tony available in one i asked you guys about bids i don't know if you tony uh, is yeah yeah i was yeah. that's who i was gonna bring up i just i'm a masochist i'm putting I in just, the private chat there what, what we put in if we should up it uh, I like Kyron him. should be added everywhere. He is not available in any of our leagues. Yeah, he's not available. Um, I think your bid's probably good what you put in chat, Pat. Okay. But okay. I mean, what do I, I just don't think people, I think people are sick of Tony missing practice and what like he didn't practice again. Um, yeah, he might not play a game this season. <laughs> yeah, crazy with like a hamstring injury. Like, I don't. The this is a theme too that I've been seeing. Lawrence mentioned James Cook, Javier mentions Hines. I know, uh, Gainwell has been dropped. What do you guys think about some of these pass catching backs who haven't done much at all? Man, I've been going after more like the pure handcuff types and hoping to get lucky because those pass catching backs, like part of their value is supposed to like Heinz. I mean, Heinz should be owned everywhere, but mm-hmm. um, dude, I feel like most of my leagues, like there's just nothing out there. Zamir White's been out there in a few. I've been picking yeah. him up just as a handcuff. I've been taking Haskins in a few spots. Um, I mean, it's not great out there. I think Breed is probably the main backup. Like, I'm just mostly hoping to get lucky. There's not a lot of startable players, um, at least in my leagues. Uh, Hasty is like a smart pickup everywhere, though. This is the name we need to talk about um, because he's available everywhere. Najoku, it seems like everyone's kind of all over the board on this one. Gretch, where are you at on Harrison Bryant? I mean, I think he's all right. Um, I think he's better as like a secondary tight end. This is just sort of anecdotal. I haven't even gone back and looked at his numbers, but I feel like when other tight ends were out in the past, he disappointed. I don't know if that rings a bell for anyone else. I I literally didn't really dig into him that much this week. I don't think that his routes are going to just shoot up through the roof. He's more like, isn't the whole deal with him that he's not a good blocker. He's not like a three down guy. Like I, I guess I think part of what Njoku was doing so well is because of David Njoku. And yeah, that's where I'm at. His yards not- per target is awesome. David Joker's yards per target was fantastic. He had a 21% targets per out run, which is good, but his ADOT's low. And he had a, he had a yards per target over 10, which is like ridiculously high for like a seven point whatever ADOT. So that made him a lot more fun than you know a, another guy who's not a freak athlete will be. And then you also have to deal with the fact that he was earning targets pretty well. Harrison Bryant has an 18% targets per out run. He has a yards per out run slightly below one. And he probably runs less routes. So it's like, ah, I'm having trouble getting any excitement about him. It's not a high volume pass game, right? Like, yeah. Joku has been really like earning a lot of volume for, for a limited number of routes and limited number of. He has, but it's not even that high because he has a 7.4 ADOT. You know, like his yeah. weighted targets per out run isn't even that good. It's all yeah. just. He has 2.14 yards per yards per route run because his yards per target was unsustainably high. And now you're putting in a guy who isn't a freak athlete and has no shot at doing that. Yeah, this is I'm a total like, change of subject, but are you guys bidding on any of the Dallas running backs? I That was my question. I mean, they've only been carrying two on game days, right? Yeah, so I guess they have Malik Davis and shout out to Canisius High School, Quadre Allison. I don't know the order. 
right now of those two. Yeah. I mean, you got to throw them into our NFC. Yeah, throw them in. Throw them both in. You absolutely have to. It's 9.56, guys. Have you seen that site? Like, I don't know. (laughs) It's a site. Um, Leone, of course, referencing. So it sounds pretty bearish on Zeke this week, both an MCL and a thigh bruise. They also have a bye next week as well. And Zeke. And Allison's a one. Allison is a one for one with Zeke. I mean, same exact back, pretty much, right? Just a big dude that runs really slow. And then runs slow on the field. It was fun that Zeke had like that one good game, and then the following week he looked like total ass. <laughs> it's like that's all he had in him. That's all he had. Yeah, I was, I was trying, trying to get Leone out too. Is who's going to be the second back? Because that, yeah, he should definitely be picked up, whoever that is. I don't know who Malik Davis is, honestly, but I feel like Allison has some NFL experience and would probably, like, that would probably give him the nod, right? I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. They clearly don't I've heard of like anyone else if they haven't had a third running back active on, on game days. And Rico Doddle's on IR, I believe. Yeah. Um, that's brutal. Yeah. Okay. Racef says Mike Davis has been playing as the third, but special teams only. He's on the practice squad. He's been playing. I'm looking at the roster right now. He's currently on the practice squad. So has he gone up for game day and then back down? Oh, last two weeks he's been up. Yeah. Only special teams. Hey, God. Uh, oh, Malik Davis. Sorry. Not Mike Davis. Uh, sorry to get uh Leone was starting to get hot under the collar there when I mentioned Mike Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I like the Allison call. That that seems about right. I like this the 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 way we hedge our Tony Pollard love is by starting Allison, who then gets used just as a one for one Zeke replacement. <laughs> uh the only league I have Tony Pollard in is a uh, only like managed league. Um, is a is a home league in which I've lost Javante Williams, Rashad Penny, and Brees Hall. It's been it's been a real it's been a real Jeez. tough go. This is, this is another one the chat keeps talking about tonight. Uh, Dearness Johnson, I guess everyone's getting excited about these potential Kareem Hunt trade I, rumors. I mean, where are we at with this? I threw him on a bunch of bids at a dollar. I mean, he's a dollar. You, you don't spend more than a dollar. But, I, you know, if he's on your roster and they trade Kareem Hunt, like, you're, you're pretty I mean, he's, he's still – you're trying to hit, like, a two- to three-leg parlay, right? Like, you need Hunt traded, then you need Chubb hurt, and then you got to also hope Jerome Ford isn't ahead of Well, him. sure, dude, but dude, you're hitting a one-leg parlay to, to want him on your roster. You'd if, be picking yeah. him up if, if Hunt got traded. If Hunt gets traded, he's immediately starting for our 10K team, so – I mean, that's not a good way to benchmark this for our listeners, Leone. Literally, anyone would be able to start. Could you start on our 10K <laughs> roster? <laughs> like, the listeners might pass that test. <laughs> How much does P. Ryan project for this week? <laughs> How much does P. Ryan project for is where we're at. That's yeah. A, that's tough. That's tough. I'm trying to think if there was tough any other... If there were any other names available i mean running back was absolutely disgusting this week i was i mean we we've got a bid in for boston scott who's arguably miles sanders direct backup and gainwell would just do what he does i don't know yeah but yeah i'm i'm like way more on the the handcuffs than like guys that are startable because those guys are just so so bad you guys want to talk about oh it's seven o'clock i mean 
Clyde Edwards Alaire yeah. got benched this week. Oh my God. Probably got to go. get Ronald Jones back into some rosters. The Even things I are serious. <laughs> Even I don't think he's a good pickup still. And then, then CEH scored a huge touchdown in the second half, and it was basically just a split. Just wait. I mean, the moment he's active, I'm picking him up everywhere. But I don't think you'll have any competition. That's why you add him now. You can get him for a dollar then. No one's going to care. They're going to be like, he's active, and no one will pick him up. Yeah, I'm with Pat. I mean, we'll lose our goddamn minds if he's active. That'll be our fucking Super Bowl. Just him. Well, yeah, I will be excited. We'll we'll pick him up everywhere for a dollar. Five offensive snaps against the We'll do a victory lap here. But we'll get him everywhere. We'll get him everywhere for a dollar. I don't know. So I don't know about him or Sky Moore. And then plays before we can add him, and he runs for, I don't know, 60 yards. I mean, I think they're just going to – they just want guys for specific roles. I don't think this is like CH being banished. Like, we know CH is not that good, and that was like a decent runner. I don't, I don't really see where Rojo fits into this. To me, the answer is Jarek McKinnon. Like, why why haven't we just done what we did at the end of last yeah. season to make Jarek McKinnon the bell cow again? Yeah, because it's not the he playoffs. Still is playing the most I'm convinced snaps. because he's old and it's not the playoffs yet. They're just he's playing the Team most McKinnon. snaps, running the most routes. He did in this game play the most snaps over both Pacheco and Ceh. Mm. McKinnon looks good, man. Yeah, he, he's definitely their best back. He doesn't get a yeah. ton of touches, but he's been out there the most for sure. Yeah, Ceh has actually like been decent this year. Um, yeah, although he his but, yards per hour run was like super high, and it's like fallen every week. I check it, and he just sinks slower. Yeah, so, I mean it's yeah. so it's so like it was so high that it probably had to come down just because he was running yeah, hot. That's like that stuff's pretty pretty volatile. But I I don't like I don't think they're making Ch inactive. Like, is that what you're suggesting, Ben? That they're going to make Ch inactive? I think it's one possible outcome. Yeah. I mean, they probably should try it out. Shouldn't they try it out? Andy Reid's absolutely not. (laughs) Andy Reid's watched Ceh for how many years now, and they just keep going back to the fucking well. Like, how much more information can Andy Reid get on him? This is like his yards per carry for his every year is like four point four, which is like not bad. Yeah, he's been like fine on paper, but this is my whole thing. He's been fine on paper. He looks good statistically if you look at him. And yet they went out of their way to announce that he wasn't going to start, even though they don't have enough running back depth that they were still using him. If you watch the games, he literally looks like he adds nothing beyond well, he, what's blocked and what's there. Yeah, because he does. Like, if you look at the rush yards over expected, he's horrible. Yeah. Because he get he gets to face, like, all these light boxes. He's actually right. on one yeah. of the few good passing offenses. Like, he should be fucking crushing. He should be crushing. Pacheco, whoever's back there, should be crushing. I mean, he's. It looks like he's like running back forty in uh, rush yards ever expected per attempt. He's been. So I, I would for? argue he has been pretty bad. Forty-one qualified backs. Yeah, that's my point. It's like even though his numbers look good on paper, I was joking about watching the games. But the signal for me is that Andy Reid had decided, and the team decided to come out and announce that they weren't going to start the guy. Like for, for to what end? Other than just saying weird, we're not yeah. happy with him. Yeah, like they're just making. I mean, I think like that's a little overblown. Like someone, like do you know how fucking many people are digging for every nugget each week? And like someone, you know, someone let loose that that Pacheco is going to start, and then Ch has six carries, which is like not that out of line. I mean, every game except one, he's between seven and nine before that. Like 
I, I think that's just reading a lot into it. Like, I'd be really shocked if he was just inactive. Other than his routes came down. It didn't I agree. Really yeah. No, I just no, Pacheco I agree, though, did start. Strange, like, from a, like a but, like, what's the point of Pacheco? Like, I don't know. It just it feels like a – They want to get Pacheco more carries because CH isn't that good, like you said. But, like, it's a leap to then go to, like, they're going to make CH inactive. Mm-hmm. No, that's just wish casting. Now, but I am yes. willing to do that because I like wish right. casting that he will get right. made an act. But there's no evidence that he'll get made an act. Exactly. Yeah, no, I'm not like dead. I said it was one possible outcome. I didn't say it was more than yeah. one. It is outcome. one possible outcome. Yeah. But that, so, like, if you're yeah. picking up Ronald Jones instead of, like, I don't know, let's say Hassan <laughs> Haskins, like, which, which one's more likely to work out? Oh, Haskins. is Hassan Haskins available in our dead game? What is the payoff for both of those guys? I think the payoff's higher for Rojo, even though the, the likelihood is 0.001. I mean, at this point, the payoff's both... higher for Rojo, but it's yeah. it's a much smaller but chance. It is. I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it is. He's like on the Rojo's, Chiefs, you know. Rojo's ceiling is like he's what Pacheco has been the last six weeks. <laughs> like, like that's that's that not his true? absolute ceiling. I mean, his, his absolute ceiling would be oh, CH. Okay. Here we go. CH and his Pacheco absolute ceiling is Gale Sayers meets no, Ladanian Tomlinson. If he w- if he was the two down back, and now this is absolute ceiling, and it's not going to happen. But if he was the two down back with McKinnon, he'd be pretty. He'd be very startable. I don't know if Haskins would be all that startable. It's slightly higher. All right. Um, enough <laughs> enough. Ronald Jones. I, I, I didn't do this, by the way. I would like to go on the record. Ben did this. <laughs> ben did this. It <laughs> got me to finally to come in and close the argument for him. His ceiling's a 98-yard touchdown. There you go. Chris fucking out. gets it. Chris gets it. <laughs> that is that is definitely the ceiling. Oh, man. Um. Yeah, roll roll the clip of Pat singing the Rojo song. That's what I know. I was I literally just went to look at, to see if I ever uploaded that to Streamyard. I don't know if I ever uploaded that to Streamyard. Oh, so no. not that Probably bad course. that we spent 32 minutes of this show talking about either Ronald Jones or Kyle Pitts. What do you think this show is? Yeah, <laughs> what are you talking about 32 we minutes. Even, I mean, you clearly, you, clearly weren't watching on the summer. <laughs> Oh, All right, yeah. I do have some bids starting to come in, so we can at least uh, pull some of these up and see what uh, what people are doing on the uh, the waiver wire out in these these streets. Uh, we got this one from our yacht club. Okay, we got Miko Hardman, one eleven, Marquise Goodwin, eighty nine, Kadarius Tony went for seventy four. Were we the sixty one bid here? Oh, Ship Chase yacht club? Yeah, we were the sixty one. Yeah. Uh, I told Pat not to up it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, Robbie Anderson was available. That one looks nice at forty-five. I put him in in a buck for a bunch in a bunch of okay. leagues. He was available in a lot of leagues. Hasty goes forty-four. We get Harrison Bryant thirty-six. Next bid nineteen. I don't hate that at thirty-six. No. Um, Keontae Ingram thirty-three with what? Both James Conner and Darrell Williams back at practice today. Daniel Jones eighteen. Hmm. Yeah, that that one stings on the uh, the Kadarius Tony. Let's yeah, I here. thought I thought we might want to go higher, but yeah, I don't know. At the same time, any like 102 or something feels like a little rich. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, this one, uh, Harrison Bryant goes for 175. This is in our stat chasing league with Dricko and Sam. By the way, those guys continue to crush it over on stat chasing. That's every Tuesday night for YouTube members and then goes live 
on Wednesday. Be sure to check that out on the channel. Michael Hardman, 150. Garoppolo, 110. My God, no other bids. You hate to see it when you put in a 110 bid for Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Marquise Goodwin hovering in this same range around 65. Caleb Huntley, 49. Tyler Bass, 48. We put in a, I, I thought I was being like spicy putting in like $7 bids for Tyler Bass, but uh, $48. I not have dropped Tyler Bass. I dropped Tyler Bass in a league. Oh, yeah. We, we dropped him in some. Uh, weren't going to carry the kicker through the, uh, through I the held defense. Him in the you held two him? Kickers. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see what the Buckeye Boomers. Ben's holding two kickers. He won't do it in the oh, playoffs. Dude, though, he dropped talk? Kyle Pitts in that league. Dude, seriously? No, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, guys. He held Tyler Bass and dropped Kyle Pitts. Oh, okay. Josh sent me the screenshots out of order. I was like, was the top bid in this league really a $2 Greg Joseph? Was the waiver wire that picked over? Um, Harrison Bryant won 11 here. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, 49. Tyler Bass, 28. Elijah Mitchell, uh, 25. He was kicking around in some leagues. Probably Nothing thrown back, it. right? Like he had been thrown back once maybe and already and then thrown back again. Right. That's a bad cut necessarily with the CMC stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I guess he should be rostered. He should probably be rostered. Man. We're, we're talking about Hassan Haskins and Rojo. Elijah yeah. Mitchell should be rostered. <laughs> what did? Yeah, what is his timeline? I don't know. A couple more weeks, it seems like, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, all of these bids. I got another one coming through here. All of these are fairly uh, similar. Harrison Bryant here. This is our slow bros. 156, Daniel Jones, 79, Jamichael Hasty, 53. Oh, Damian Williams kicking around, 47. Marquise Goodwin, 26. I like the Burkhead pickup, 21. Robbie, 16. Elijah Mitchell what's goes your, for four here. What's your Burkhead take? I'm thinking about cutting him in some leagues. I don't know. It, to me, it's like, is Burkhead what like Zamir White is for the Raiders, where it's like Damian Pierce now has this such juicy role mm. that if he went down – he would have like a That's pretty a nice role. Yeah, there's a yeah, like that. Comp. I wasn't thinking yeah, about his contingent value. I feel like both those guys in a weird way have seen their value go up, even though just because we've seen the role be a lot more valuable than we expected. Yeah. So Mir was available in one of our leagues. We bid on him, not a ton, but that was we talked about that with White last week, right? Well, and it, it fucks with people's heads because the more that you know, the Damian Pierce, the Josh Jacobs, the entrenched starters see their roles increase, the less people want the backup because they're like, oh, they have no standalone value. That And, and it's actually that their contingent yeah. value is probably growing mm -hmm. in that case. I did that with Burkhead. I was like, what's the point? But you're, I wasn't even thinking of what if Pierce gets hurt. I'm just resigned to the fact that Pierce is going to go on to be a top 10 running back. <laughs> All of our favorite running backs are destined to get hurt. The ones we don't like are just yeah. smashes that are indestructible. Our, our brains are... It does feel that way, right? Like Damian hey, Pierce and Josh Jacobs are guys. fucking indestructible. Uh, uh. Leone fucking loves it. He's got a shit ton of Damian Pierce and Josh Jacobs. He doesn't have a shitload of Damian Pierce. Just mentioned. I don't have a shit the shitload of either. I was yeah. I have just mentioned Pierce one of your whole on my high scoring Pierce. underdog team, but that was before he I thought Pierce was a good pick before his ascension, and then I thought it was absurd, and it turns out that it was not absurd. See, I told you this Marquis Goodwin sentiment was out there. 188, 
here in in this league. Harrison Bryant, 149. Campbell, 95. I mean, this is depressing Did as fuck. Look at these. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather talk about Kyle Pitts? Snoop Connor. No, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Marquise Goodwin is leading the bidding. Marquise Goodwin? What fucking year is this? Uh, I mean, was there ever a year that would have been no good? Yeah, no, there wasn't. It takes Marquise me back Goodwin. to when Levitan was doing his Robert Foster bit. Robert wasn't Robert Foster Marquise Goodwin before Marquise Goodwin. Oh, Marquise Goodwin was Robert Foster was before Foster Robert before? Foster. God, my timeline's all messed up. <laughs> well, wasn't Marquise Goodwin? Didn't he like? leave and go run in the Olympics and was basically like out of the NFL and then he came back and was like kind of good again? I don't San know. San Francisco? I don't know if that's exactly how... I don't know if he had to leave the NFL to run in the Olympics. He didn't have to leave the NFL, but he like... The NFL didn't, like didn't work out was my recollection. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly like how. I mean, he's time. like a straight burner. Yeah. Um, Obviously, he ran in the Olympics. Can we talk about real, real good scouting take by me? He's like basically a sprinter. <laughs> what, Gretch? Um, I was talking with some of my subs today, doing a little QA that I do on Wednesdays. And they're asking me for trades and stuff and just kind of saying, like, I don't know, it's, it's tough. And, you know, giving advice where I can. But um, one of them, responded and pointed out that it feels like there's a lot of guys that have like, you know, good or bad to their profile. And there's something that I dug into while writing, I don't know, the part one intro to ceiling signals or something this week, but where we sit right now, every position has a few good players, huge gaps. And then just like a log jam, like at, so at quarterback and FFP scoring FFPC scoring, there's five QBs above 25 points per game, then a four-point-per-game gap. And then everyone else is 21 or lower. And from 19 to 21, there's like, I'm looking at it here, 11 QBs in that two-point-per-game gap, right? There's five above. Burroughs reached that group. The, the rest you know, Hurts, Allen, Jackson, Mahomes. Wide receiver, removing guys who have played three or fewer games, which removes Michael Thomas and DeAndre Hopkins, and currently injured guys, which removes Marquise Brown. There are six receivers that are at 19.5 points per game or higher. And there's a three points per game gap to the next one. The six guys that are up there, the top five by ADP, including Diggs and uh, Adams and Tyreek Hill, who's a second round pick. And then there's a huge gap. Tight end, you have, you have obviously Andrews and Kelsey. And then a six points per game gap or five points per game gap until the next one. Running back, obviously a little bit different because, you know, value changes and stuff. Like, Brees Hall lists at 16.6 points per game. He was on his way to his third straight 20-point game. Yeah. Like, that doesn't really reflect his current role. Ken Walker doesn't reflect his current role. Travis Etienne's yeah. points don't reflect his current role. But there is actually gaps at running back as well. But, like, doesn't it feel like this year in fantasy football, we just have a clusterfuck outside of the top? And it's the elite names that are in the, in the high group. It's Kelsey and Andrews. It's the... Five or uh, six receivers are all first or second round picks. And then there's that gap. Three points per game from 19.5 to 16.5. No one in, no one in between there. QB, same thing. They're mostly all high picks. Burrow has now ascended. Running back is the one where we have Josh Jacobs. But, like, 
what like what why anything league winner the most important player in all of fantasy <laughs> he might he honestly might be he is they're just leaning on him dude he is he, he is, is right the now most but like player in all of fantasy right now right now yeah he has been so far but i mean and it's it all looks pretty sustainable so i don't yeah I would say, sorry, sorry uh, as so of sorry. last week, I would have said it was Andrews, but it, it is Jacobs this week. But then, like, he's also been on a really hot streak. Like, once he has a down game, well, I don't know. That's probably not fair. He has three straight 30-point games. <laughs> like, Jacobs is... Well, and start. just as you, like, but just to your point, there haven't been a lot of guys... Like, even Andrews was drafted very early. Right. Um, as good as he was, like, like, what, like, was he that much different than Kelsey? Like, you know... I don't think he uh, I feel like it should be Drake London. Like what he was doing from a target share perspective and everything right away. But like, that's every player is away. like there's some positives and there's some negatives. Like what what how do we do our jobs, guys? That's what I want to talk about. How do you recommend anything right now? Just that's well, just I'm excited about you know who guy I'm excited about? Projection system. I'm excited about Alec Pierce. I think Alec Pierce could be. I could, I think Alec Pierce could take the number one spot in India. There we go. Well, this There's is a, take. a wild take. There's wow. A take. I, I know it seems like a wild take, but let me let me pull up the stats on this because it's like it's actually kind of crazy how close he's been already to Michael Pittman in some of the key stuff I'm looking at, and now he gets a, a quarterback that is a downfield guy, so it's like kind of perfect. So, right the route the route rate between the two is that there's a pretty big gap over the course of the season. But uh, his routes were, like, way up last week. Let me get it. So Pittman ran around on 100% of dropbacks last week. That's kind of Pittman's thing. He's always out there. But Pierce ran around on 96% of dropbacks last week. I mean, he's there. Like, there's no projection on the on the roll. He's out there. And then when you look at the per route stuff, uh, if you look and at – that was the first week. Like, he just elevated to yes. the 90s. Yeah. Yes. If you look at targets per route run, it's 21% to 17%. But Pittman's getting targeted almost twice as far or twi- twice as shallow than Pierce. Pierce has a 12.08 dot to 6.8 for Pittman. So the the weighted targets per route run are like basically identical. Yards per route run basically identical, 1.66 to 1.59. So now they're running the same routes. Like if you've got the same yards per route run, both are supported by the by target volume at basically the same. They're both equally sustainable yards per route run. They're both about to run the same amount of routes. One guy's getting a quarterback who is a better fit for his skill set. And looking at the first read stuff, Pierce has been targeted. He's seen a first read target on 16% of his routes compared to 14% for Pittman. So he's actually like, he might like the system might be built around Pierce going forward. They might be like, this is the guy we want to practice. <coughs> it's possible. But um, great take, and then midway through, Pete goes big screen with just random Pete's just just completely zoned out. I I, I don't really know what you're saying. I got to take the L on this, Ben. Like, like there was was a sprinter. Sorry, go ahead. I thought he was too, but there. I mean, there were a lot of opportunities for like regular home league advice, like the first seven weeks to like give, like Brees Hall. You could have. Yeah. you know got on early kenneth walker you could have gotten on early you know godwin like, like there were definitely opportunities out there yeah like, i mean like in, in running signals every week i'm, I'm doing my job and, and yeah or you stuff. could listen to what i'm trying to tell you right now about alec pierce, Alec pierce. Alec pierce. 
every every signal is pointing to Alec Pierce emerging as a as potentially the guy on the Colts. Go get. I him. literally have him as a drop in one of my leagues, and now I got to go change this. Apparently, do not drop Alec. That would be honestly right. like a major mistake. Okay, all right, I believe you. Um, hey, God, I have to ask you a question, Leo. Someone asked a question. We got to take advantage of you being here. Where is this question? Here we go from Andrew. Andrew says. Bills, Leone, do you think Shakir could eat into McKenzie usage? Like, because we also had been having a decision on should we keep Shakir on some of these rosters? This is what I'm talking about. I have been a little bit of the anti-McKenzie guy from the get-go. There, I feel like when the offseason first started, everyone forgot about McKenzie and he was like a really good pick. And then it like totally flipped. And I'm just not sure he's at like good enough to be exactly what they want, like the super reliable slot wide receiver. So I think there's room for Shakir to eat in. I'm just worried they're both going to. I think Shakir has more contingent value, though. Like if one of the outside wide receivers got hurt, I think it would be Shakir you would want, not McKenzie, um, which is maybe the more important thing. I think like who plays more now might just be a little bit of a distraction. I don't think either are going to be super startable. That was like that was really good advice, actually, but. But that was a question I was talking about. Like, I mean, this one's asking oh, about it. what are we doing with Romeo Dobbs? Like, I mean, I have no fucking idea. Probably cutting him. Probably that quote from Aaron Rodgers this week about how guys need to lose snaps was about him. Who else would it be about? It's not about Lazard. He loves Lazard. Cobb's hurt. I mean, it is, maybe it's, it's about, about, about him. But Lazard's probably out this week. So I kind of feel like you got to give Dobbs one more chance. Right. His snaps are staying up is my thing. It's like, yeah, he hasn't looked good. He hasn't performed. Until he loses that role, there's still a potential that he actually starts yeah. to play in it. Yeah, I, I feel like Dobbs is one more. Like, if Lazard's out and he sucks again, it's probably, like, dead and not happening. But he's probably going to get a pretty big opportunity in game where they have to pass a lot. Unless they yeah. just manage. I think you're just holding. Right but, like, ever, that, that was what my, my – in the Q&A, my subs comment was, I feel like a lot of these guys are just holds. And, like, that's what it feels like. That's what – I mean, I feel like that's kind of what you're saying with Shakir. Like a lot of these guys, yeah. you can just be like, yeah, he's a hold. Like he's not yeah. a buyer or a sell. He's a hold. Like, yeah. Okay. But that's everybody in fantasy right now. Uh, there's there's, there's got to be some guys that aren't. <laughs> there's got to be some. They're there somewhere. You could buy Traylon Burks right now. I don't know. Yeah. Have you, have have you guys seen this one? Rogers wanted AJ agreed to Green Bay. Oh, I mean, oh my God. Oh, that, so this is a thing. This is kind of an interesting football point is that Cliff Kingsbury last week played Rondell Moore on the outside. Yeah. So that, but you know what? I'm, I'm with it, dude. I, I no. get it. I get Why? it. Robbie Anderson wasn't ready. He only played like 20 yeah. something percent of the snaps. But his option was to play AJ Green for a single fucking route or play Greg Dortch. And he played Greg Dortch. That meant so Rondell Moore yeah, was outside. You get the coaching, but. Like it, you're not with it for Rondo Moore's value. Like going no, it's for horrible Moore, for Moore. Why yeah, not put Dorch? Why not put Dorch outside? If you're gonna yeah. do a sacrificial well, lamb outside, Hopkins, well, that's true. Hopkins that's true. It still of... is Cliff, though. It's still Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point, Pete. But <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was like, you know what? Fucking AJ Green. He should, he should not be out. Wait, there, did so. you say Rogers wants AJ Green in Green Bay? Yes, is, that's, that's the a report. thing. Yes, that's an actual oh, thing. Oh fuck yes, dude! He's, he's never like, watched that much football. I'm convinced they they dude, must they must like be no, going off like, memories from three years ago. Have you guys dude, seen that? Sammy Watkins dude, run basketball? This year? Like if LeBron James had no control over his team, it would be like so much better. You know, they bring in someone yeah. like Russ, like these guys that just 
I'm so excited for AJ Green, Sammy Watkins, and Randall Cobb routes in like five weeks. Oh my dude, god, dude! A- Aaron Rodgers is so fucking checked out of football. This dude wants to go to Columbia, do ayahuasca, go on Pat McAfee show, and talk shit about his teammates. Like this guy is just so over. Actually, why didn't he retire, man? Player. Why didn't he just fucking retire? The See, thing I was talking about with Sean today was he he comes into these press conferences and he talks about how the, the the importance of words and he doesn't like that the other guys in the teams are saying like the, i don't remember who he was coming down on i think oh jair uh jair alexander a couple weeks ago got asked about them getting beat by whoever the giants i think their first big loss the giants in london and he was like yeah it sucked like we didn't play well you know and then rogers had that whole thing where he was like i don't like that our guy. i'm gonna talk to jair about that like in front of the media rogers was saying this i don't like that were like putting that energy out there and, and expressing these negative things. It's like, dude, all he was saying was like, they suck. They sucked. Like he was saying what happened. But the flip side of that is you watch Aaron Rodgers play. He just sulks through four quarters. Like what about his body language? He's cares so much about words. His body language on the football field right now is terrible. He looks pissed off. He doesn't off care so everyone. much about words. He was pissed off that that I, Jair called him out, so he called him out with words. Right. Like, but he, you're just doing it now. You're just like, I care so much about words, and that's why I'm saying in the media that Jair's being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What are you talking about? You just did it. Uh, geez, Lawrence says Harrison Bryan went for oh five hundred fifty-five dollars in one of his FBGs. My God, Leone, would Ooh. you say that that individual jumped the shark? I I certainly would. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? The thing, in most of these leagues, there's like a random tight end you could pick up. To score, there's there's more random tight ends you might score out there than there are running backs right now. I'll tell you that much. No, seriously, that uh, Javier's quote right here is great. He met AJ Brown. He mixed up his colors while at TMT. <laughs> oh, wow, <laughs> that is an incredible comment. Javier. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> I'm old. I have to, I have to go. This okay. Is I was, bedtime. I was going to suggest doing a quick underdog draft, but Leone, I'll let you, I'll let you get out of here. All right. Love, love see you guys. See you. you guys want to do one of these real quick before we, sure. before yes, we bounce? I haven't done one in weeks, weeks and weeks. Yeah. I've been I'm going on with the bad bros to tomorrow. So, uh, Oh, are you yeah. nice? I should uh, also mention, I've been mentioning it here, the Badge Bros, we just uh, started a channel for them in the Deposit Kingdom, so they've been hanging out in there, uh, excited to host them, and uh, if you guys aren't familiar with the Badge Bros, uh, it's Nez, Numi, and John Warner, they are covering these underdog daily contests across all sports, doing an awesome job, tons of streams, and uh, highly recommend hopping in the Deposit Kingdom Discord if you're already there for ship chasing. They're right next door. You can swing by if you're trying to make cookies and don't have sugar. You just head over to the Badge Pros channel, and they'll hook you up. That's the friendliness we have going on there. Um, yeah, I was on with John a couple weeks ago. It was, it was a good time. For sure. Uh, Ball is life. Are you are you inferring that we're drunk or that you're drunk? I mean, I've had a few sips, but I don't, I don't know. I if have I'm... two beers. I need another. I'm sober. Yeah. <laughs> I've been drinking some wine. Once uh, once we started talking about Kyle Pitts, I started pouring wine. Yeah. <laughs> once I heard Leone was Oh, on. my God. Look at this fucking badge brigade here. My oh God. Nez is in there. <laughs> we got Paul oh, in there. Really? We got uh, – I was inverted. Jeez. Uh, um, yeah, this Imagine one – being one of the non-badges in this <laughs> Good luck. 
<laughs> Good luck. Oh. So this is. T- tell me what this is. T- tell yeah, tell the audience what, Good what luck. we're doing. No, what are we playing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe we should be worried. Since, since I've not done any of these and also don't know how it works. What is it so that we're doing is, here? It's the exact same thing as the Battle Royale, except, and so it's for week eight exclusively, but instead of being a six person, it's a 12 person. So we're going to have uh, in six rounds. So we're going to have 72 picks as opposed to 36. Uh, so it's a smaller contest than the Battle Royale. So, so I, I mean, I've obviously done tons of Battle Royales, but for the people who <laughs> don't know about the Battle Royales, <laughs> you draft a six-man team, and what are the starting lineups? All right, one yep. QB, so one QB, one running back. QB, one running back, two wide receivers, one flex, one tight end, just six rounds. Uh, everyone's in your lineup. No bench, no, no, no best bench. ball element. Exactly, yep. And in these, like in the Battle Royales, because it's only – six teams and only 36 like everyone kind of stays out of your way you know like if you're setting up a specific stack whereas in this one where you have the full snake like we had this happen uh last night on club top shot where we took tyree kill early but like the waddle owner grabs to a coming back at the two three wrap or the one two wrap so you can't even get Tyreek stacked with Tua, so you do have to think through your stacking a little bit more than you would in the battle royale it's like a puzzle it, it, I, I would go as far as calling it a puzzle. <laughs> hmm. I'm pulling well, yeah, I mean, projections right now. <laughs> yeah, Stephen Rooney says no elite tight ends. This is very true. We got Kittle, Goddard, Hawkinson, Ertz. I mean, we got when, whenever Taysom Hill is tight end five on the slate, you know, there is no Kelsey or Mark Andrews. Someone, you, see, oh, you got John. This is you guys Sunday got only. Got it, got it, got it. Got it. Sunday only, yep. Um, it is, Wait, it's is like it the Sunday, main Monday, or just, it's it's not Thursday? It's the same as the DraftKings got main it. slate, so oh, 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. It's not even Sunday night football, got it. All nope. right, all right. Nope. These are on John, five, what's, right? what's the legend of this freezer guy? I've seen you guys talking about him. Is this just a, a mysterious grinder? Is that what it is? Feed the freezer? Um, what, what games do you guys like, uh, do you like this week? I assume I wrote about 20,000 words about macro concepts in last week, uh, over the last couple days, literally don't know who's playing who. (laughs) (laughs) There's a couple, let's see. I'm pretty excited about some receivers. I really, I think Justin Jefferson's in a great spot. I think Devontae Adams is in a great spot. Gone. Uh, like all the. A lot of the studs are in really good spots, I think. Keep AJ Brown gone. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Waddle. I mean, you guys just did Jamar Chase go? Amon Ra is still available. I mean, he's in a great spot. Well, do you want to do Waddle? I mean, there's a chance (laughs) that he will come back to us. I'm in a nice that? spot. It's like the matchup last week. I made him the cover boy, and obviously, uh, apologies to the world for that. But because oh, uh, cool. they're, they're playing each other, we, yeah. we we would have wanted both sides of that game, right? <laughs> but the the lines, I think, are in a really good spot. Like, Gretch, you were talking about the low ADOT stuff. The uh, Dolphins have a good pass rush, but it's not great like Dallas's, and they don't have a great secondary. Dallas secondary is actually really good, so it's like a similar. Sp- uh, set up. I thought last week they would really lean on Amon Ross St. Brown. They probably would have. Who knows? 
but this week they'll they'll probably lean on him in a big way and they, they should be more effective overall um OG man's fan, my guy, Jason, where can we find Pat's game breakdowns again on NBC now called Roto world every Friday at 6. AM. It goes live. Is that basically correct? Pat? That's basically right. Yeah. 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 Friday. Well, I know because through. go to, go to Twitter. If you can't find it, he's going to tweet it out. Well, we featured roto-world.com, uh, baby. You never even responded to that, Pat, when I was like, we're running uh, an excerpt of the walkthrough in the Fantasy Life newsletter now. I was like, did you know about this? And you never even responded to that comment. So I'm asking you, did you know about when that? did you when did you say that before? <laughs> I didn't I don't recall I, that that comment never entered my brain. I didn't ignore it. It must have been like Thursday because we were running it Friday. And and then uh, I was asking Jordan, I was like, I'm pretty sure Pat's still working on this. Uh and then I, Ray must have sent over an excerpt. Wait, did you so even wait, see that? We ran in a Mara. Yeah, well, I, so I, I've been wanting to talk about this because I just, it's so funny. Like, do you guys want to like do Tua? Oh, do you right. want to just stack it? Sure. Yeah, just stack it up. All right, sorry. Um, let's stack that bitch up. <laughs> see, some fun summer stuff. This is still live. Yeah, this it's is fun. Still fun. We're, We're having still having fun. fun. We're still yeah. having fun. <laughs> oh, no, Pete, I've been meaning to talk about that because it's so funny. There's like all these channels, like, like I guess like Ed talked to like, people are fantasy life and then like then like ray talked to me and he's like we needed this word count it needs to be over to pete by this time and i'm like <laughs> talking to all these a million people have talked and ultimately it's just boiling down to like me sending you some words like well dude i i meant to message you because i was like i i saw the blurb it was the amon run i was like we have to frame this somehow and then i was like are we gonna say like favorite stack and then i was like well we need to check with pat and make sure we're not putting words in his mouth and then ultimately i never even reached yeah because i because i read it and i was like it was, sort of, it was sort of like it was like we, pat loves golf and i was like i don't actually but whatever <laughs> like because i never talked to you but uh well, well now I you know I, said, I already sent it over i already sent over the what i do is i i basically find something that i'm like i've done this twice this is the only second time uh but <laughs> i already sent it over and it's about hertz and uh aj brown and All I'm right, like, can, oh. then can you just save me some time now and just tell me like how you want me to frame this? What do you want to say? Your favorite stack of the week to the moon, uh, Yahtzee. What do you want me to say about it? Uh, that I think the Eagles are set up very well to execute their primary game plan, which is to throw. They, down yeah, that is not going to play. That is no <laughs> <down there. laughs> my God. You're going good. The <laughs> Eagles are set up well. The Eagles are Listen, set up well. Look, I'm not trying to. This is not the the punchy version yet. I'm just trying to ex explain the idea okay, behind okay. the thing. The okay. idea behind the thing is that I think the Eagles, they've shown a couple different flavors, but their primary mm. game plan when they can protect Hurts is that they want to throw downfield, and AJ Brown is the primary beneficiary when they will play like that. So, I don't know. All right, now the AJ Brown version. to the fucking moon. That's, <laughs> the, that's, yeah. that's yeah. Okay. That's what yeah. I heard. That's that's all I ever hear. But that's, that's what all I you ever hear, Greg. <laughs> I mean, it, that's another one. When I was talking about the elite guys, I mean, he is set up so well. I think AJ Brown, AJ Brown, Jefferson, Adams are all like set up for monster games. I feel like people are. You can even kind of. I, I guess this ADP here is still strong, but it's almost like people aren't quite viewing AJ Brown in that elite tier just because he's had a couple of, he belongs. I, maybe it's not that he's had down games, but he just hasn't had the monster ceiling games that some of the other guys have had. Gretch, you want to speak on that? Oh, AJ Brown is elite. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, 
what best receiver of this or any generation? What, what do you want me to <laughs> speak on? Uh, the man literally walks on water. I mean, I don't, I don't know what what there is to talk about. What I'm trying to say is we are due for like a 100 yard two TD game from AJ Brown. Absolutely. Yeah. The second anyone starts thinking that he's not among the elite is when AJ Brown has a hundred yard two TD game. It's just, it's like clockwork. It it makes so much sense. Pat's absolutely right. Great tagline for this week. It's going to happen. The tagline is uh, Jalen hurts has not been protected all that well in several games this season. And in those games, they've kind of gone to the screen game with Devante Smith, but in this game, they shouldn't be. It's a great tagline. This is a great tagline. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how about, how about AJ Brown rips the Steelers deep? Okay. Um, that was weirdly <laughs> sexual. Weirdly sexual. Yeah. That, that was like, I was uncomfortable, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> AJ Brown gets off downfield. <laughs> You'll be beating your meat to AJ Brown once he's done with the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I say we go all in on this game. Give me a, a Hawkinson, a Moster. What do you What do you guys think? Um, Hawkinson. Hawkinson makes sense. Yeah, let's do Hawk. Let's get that tight end Hawk. position. I mean, stack that bitch up. He's entering the elite tier. <clears throat> Bring back, stack that bitch up. His volume is actually pretty good. Mm. Wait, Lawrence, what was the AJ Brown subtweet? He did a like one of just like a reaction thing, just a bunch of like confused faces mm. to the Russell Wilson thing. Man, um, so Nez asking thoughts on Dolphins minus three and a half at Detroit. I feel like everyone's riding off Detroit because they just are coming off of two bad spots on the road at New England and on the road in Dallas. Yeah. I like Detroit. I don't know. I don't I don't hate that for Detroit. But yeah. I mean I think that's right. Because oh fuck you, Nez. Yeah, Nez, <laughs> that was our pick, bud. You knew Gretch wanted it because he dropped it in the private chat. That's how you yeah. knew he wanted it. So I was gonna take him over Hawkinson, but then I didn't see him on the screen. So I was like, maybe he'll come back. I was yeah, like sweating it in the third. I was like, we yeah. gotta get Swift, right? Yeah. This is what happens when you draft with the fucking badge bros. There's nothing sneaky. They've already Man, I thought uncovered we could sneak every it through because he wasn't even on no. ADP there, bro. Yeah. Fuck. That would have been fun. Hawkinson. That and does feel about right to me, by the way, that line. Yeah, I mean. I mean, that's six this, and a half points off the base, which would be Detroit minus three. Like Dol- Dolphins are a touchdown better than the Lions. They're not more. I don't think they're 10 points better. This is a bad take. I'm a Dolphins fan. If Tua went down, it would not make a difference. If anything, I like Teddy Skyler better. That's a very bad uh, take. I just, it's like one of the – it's like a funny bit. <laughs> like we love. I um, laughed at that later. Of, I wrote funny it down in my journal, and I laughed about it later. You were serious? <laughs> Tua's played – I mean, look, he didn't play that well against Steelers, but – DJ Moore, guys? Play. I mean, he's the best player here. No. Right? Yeah. Really? Yeah, who no. who do you want, Pat? Over DJ at, at Atlanta? Jesus. God, there's gonna be no fucking volume in that game. That's Doesn't it. Doesn't matter. That's all we, when have? we have a fifty percent target share. That's right. I mean, honestly, I'd probably take Brandon Cooks over him. The good thing is to stack that game up, we can take pets on the comeback, double tight end. No, then we're locked no, in. I mean, then we got no. it. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Pollard. Why did I go off the screen? Uh, yeah, I thought Pollard is, a, I think, a smash where he went here. Um, I think top, I think Pollard's a top five back this week. I think you have Saquon, Henry, uh, Jacobs, and then I think Pollard. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Leone's uh, although you know what, I've been kind of down. Well, hang on. Leone's well, I'll well, shut the down. fuck up then. That's right. I did put DJ Moore on the. There's someone else that I love that we. I. I thought that was pretty funny. I, I, I didn't know because I haven't really been talking about DJ Moore much this year. I didn't know that I was going to be on the thumbnail looking at DJ Moore, but you, you cracked of me course. up with that. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> London. Pack. When you were talking about those running backs, I was like, I think ETN might be top five for me. Yeah, we're we're but talking main slate here. Yeah, ETN. I like that. Pollard, Leone's early projection on Pollard. Not not great, Bob. On who? Pollard. I don't know if I, I don't know if he's updated for Zeke out, has he? He has Zeke out, and Pollard is still. Oh, you know what? His his ceiling projections have not updated for that. Okay. Hmm. Baseline base projection is updated, and Pollard is indeed in the top five. And if I told you that in full PPR, Pollard was one tenth of a point away from the literal top of all the running backs, the number one running back, would you believe that? I would, wow. because hasn't that been the fucking Tony Pollard thesis for 19 years? It has. <laughs> He's like literally the RB1. He's a tenth of a point away from being RB1. Uh. Derrick Henry's at the top. Pollard right behind him. Yeah. Uh, I talked to, because I was writing on that for the mm-hmm. newsletter intro tomorrow, and I asked Dwayne what he was going to have him ranked at if Zeke was out, and he had him at RB4. Um, I bet. Well. I, I Don't quote Leone on that, because I bet that's still updating, because the, the ceiling has not has not updated yet. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it, it, and it's just, it's so... I think it's such a logical thing with how they haven't involved a third running back too. Like there's so many of these backfields where you can oh, be like, no, this guy ceiling just updated. Leone said he had to go to get to bed. He's updating projections. <laughs> He's updating right the ceiling. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. The, the terrace is the roof. Yes. They're a little terrace Marshall love out there these days. So is our running back going to be one of the Atlanta guys to stack with DJ Moore, or do you not get that ridiculous? No, we could do whatever. Tyler Algier. I mean, we should probably just do Naughty. I mean, I think we could also take uh, Jamal Williams why? if he falls to us. Why? Why would his snap share was back up to seventy-seven percent last week? You're serious? Yeah, I, I thought that was a bit. <laughs> I mean, look, he fucking sucks. But like, <laughs> we're talking about De- Deontay Foreman's left. Eno Benjamin is in a committee role, like. He's gonna play like almost eighty percent. Look, he fucking sucks. But, but he let me fucking tell you sucks. It. But the thing, actually, the thing about it, like I was reminded because he was actually elusive last week that he did rank twelfth in elusive rating. Like he, did you he see looked, that one play? He looked really good on that one. Yeah, play. he he's like he's like a bigger Josh Jacobs or something. Like he's not good. So Leone's got a ceiling one behind Michael Carter and one behind Chuba Hubbard. Two behind Chuba Hubbard. Three behind Brian Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. 
But he's got him ahead of Deontay Foreman, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And he's got him ahead of Eno Benjamin, doesn't he? Um, I really hope he does. He does have him ahead of yeah. Eno. Yeah, I mean, so the, I mean, whatever. Dude, like, we might just have to fucking bully tight end this with Kyle Pitts. <laughs> what about Tyler Algier? Where's Tyler Algier on this? He might have a higher. Tyler Algier has a higher ceiling. Than All right, well, we already when we better take hey, Algier just to stack it up. What about Jamal Williams? Doesn't Jamal Williams make sense if we're going all in on no, this game? No, DeAndre Swift's practicing in full. Williams is a shitty committee back. Ah, check Williams. The, check Williams, if Swift is going, check is not chain. a better pick than Harris. Like, do not make me fucking Stan Harris. I hate Harris. I never you wanted. No, to you love Harris, and we hear it loud and clear. <laughs> yeah. We we do also get another wide receiver pick here. I think we, we take, take Harris, dude. That's like a pretty eighty percent of the snaps this week. It's like a decent decent pick at running back. I, just, I wrote Gretch, off. Who's your suggestion, Gretch, I need a suggestion. It's, it's a but you got to give me a name if I'm Algier. with you. Algier. Fine, we can put we can take Harris. Pat does. Pat hates it. I mean, I, I'm correct. Right, I don't Pat, want to be correct. Pat. This is for Pat. I would. I wish Why I wasn't right. Why are you booing right. me? I'm right. <laughs> yeah, it is a why are you booing me? I'm right. He's he's the correct pick. I mean, not by this ceiling projection. I'm looking at that as Tyler Algier higher, and I well, don't think it's wrong. What what's Najee Harris's tournament winning ceiling game? He gets in the end zone twice. Because he's fucking 240 pounds, and he can do that. All right, that's fair. And he's run, getting all the snaps. That's it. That's yeah, it. He, he's he's, have he's Leonard TV. Fournette. He's Leonard fucking Fournette, TV. dude. Yeah, that's fair. He could, ha- he could have a huge game because he catches passes, and he scores touchdowns, and he sucks. And he fucking blows. <laughs> you really selling me on this pick. I love when you... <laughs> Aggressively I'm mad at you guys for making me like uh, aggressively like, tout a guy by saying how bad he is. He fucking sucks, dude. He sucks so bad. But look, he plays like 80% of the snaps. <laughs> this guy you're making me pick. I'm like, be- dude, I thought it was like, oh, I'm gonna have to mention Najee, and then you guys would go, oh yeah, Najee, he shouldn't be here. Like, whatever, we'll take him. And then you made me fucking actually tout him. <laughs> Did Devonta Smith go? Or like any of the Eagles bringbacks all gone? Dude, we are so past. We're so past Devonta okay. Smith. I mean, we're in Quez Watkins territory. If Jacoby you Myers back. season. Down with Jacoby, Jacoby Myers is a good ass pick. That's yeah. a good pick. My right, God. There you go. There you go. Not um, Honestly, a better pick than DJ Moore. What contest is this? This <laughs> no, is the goal line joke. stand on underdog it's a smaller version of their big hail mary tournament and it's everything went to hell when nez took uh deandre swift we were off yeah yeah Jalen waddle and hawkinson and then we ended up with more nashi jacoby wise look at look at this nez team a little ellinger to michael pittman didn't you hear alec pierce is who you want with him nez i mean come on stop being such a guy what what does DeAndre Swift do for this team, Nez, other than snipe us? I mean, honestly. Embarrassing. Really embarrassing by Nez. Unsubscribe to the Badge Bros. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck finding another Discord, Nez. I love yeah, that we're the, buddy. We're the only team that's taken a running back at rounds four, five, or six. Like we were the, the zero RB guys on this draft. <laughs> Bunch of All fucking right. fish. How does this work again? How's the score? 
I know Davis did tout Garrett Wil- Garrett Wilson on the Swolecast today. See the thing about Algiers, we would have got some differentiation points more so. We got Harris. we're we're getting differentiation because no one wants to draft Najee Harris. I assume he's undrafted in most of these. All right. Um. All right. It's he been healthy and he's getting all the snaps. God, you guys, you guys heard it here first. He has all year. I will yeah. absolutely admit that. And he had a Liz Frank sprain, so it's like totally possible he's like he's able to bounce off dudes again instead of falling down. Did right. uh Najee Harris? That's the that's the guy we're in on from here on out. God damn it, <laughs> Pat! Are you gonna Redo put him as season. a cover boy for the walkthrough? You want? Yeah, I'm gonna put him as a that. cover boy now. I'm putting him as a cover boy. Get scrap get, scrap the AJ Brown stuff. Send me over some Najee. All right, Harris I'm some he Najee. fucking blows, but you do have to take him in the fifth round of your underdog draft. <laughs> I compare. I do this whole thing in the walkthrough. Sometimes I just like let it. It gets away from me for a second, and then I like had to bring it back. But I like do this. Thing. <laughs> in fairness to Harris, because I bashed him, he no longer ranks last in NFL next gen's rush yards ever expected per attempt, having done enough to pass Cam Akers last week. So. That's something. <laughs> and then I talk about like who knows, maybe like he could be like elusive, like uh Josh Jacobs. But I was like, but probably not this week because this is not a good matchup. Yeah, but I mean if you look at cumulative rush yards over expected, he's still just you're saying per attempt fair, but cumulative he's way lower than anyone else. No, no, he's oh, is he in cumulative? Yeah, yeah. so he's so still like, last. Total yards under expected because he's had the volume. Oh, because he's had the most yards under expected. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh man, minus ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> he's given up hundred rushing yards. Mark says, yeah. "What if Najee is the Josh Jacobs of midseason drafts?" <laughs> well, this this actually what it's coming <laughs> down to for me is that I'm realizing that like in two years. Najee Harris is going to be the guy you need in the fucking ninth round, and we're going to be like, we're not taking Najee fucking Harris, Leone. And he's going to fucking blow up. Are you parodying <laughs> your your future self? Uh, yeah, I'm parodying me in 2024. <laughs> Leone, shut the fuck up. We're not taking Najee Harris. And then he's going to blow up at a reduced cost. That's where we're headed, and I'm just trying to remember that now before it owns me. Um. All right. I'd say it was a fun show, but I don't want to lie to you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got to listen to me go on a rant about quarterback mobility and film takes. Yeah. I dragged Leody out of the show basically because he just wanted to talk through our waiver wire bids, and then it was just a very painful exercise for him. Yeah. Um, Pat's got the walkthrough dropping Friday at 6 a.m., Gretch, what do you got coming? You got stealing signals out this week, stealing bananas. Anything else? Nope. Oh, Badge Bros. Badge Bros tomorrow. I'm going to go on. Oh, you're and doing Badge Bros. Chat with the oh, guys I have a funny at, note. Uh, God, it's 1030 my time. So 130 Eastern. Uh, we'll be on the Badge Bros. We'll be hanging out. Uh, if you're interested, if you're not a subscriber to Stealing Signals, I had an, uh, a bonus post that was free at bangretch.substack.com. You can find it. There's little lock buttons on the ones that are paid. There's one that was not paid. And I think it was pretty good, honestly. So go read it. Um, Sorry, guys. Yeah, we uh, I did put that in the title. We were going to talk about our cranking purple team. I was trying to book Crack Rock to come on. Uh, it didn't work out. We'll, we'll preview that team soon, though. It is our highest scoring team right now. It's a Jalen Hurts, Mark Andrews, Ramondre Stevenson, Dalvin Cook team. Pretty fun team. 
We'll talk about that in coming weeks. We're going to have the Ship Chase Yacht Club guys on next week. Uh, anything else here I'm forgetting, guys? Well, I, I want to mention, <clears throat> so we'll be back on uh, Fantasy Football Happy Hour on Friday, but uh, in a in an interesting twist for a ship chaser, the segment is, is much shorter than it was last week because uh, we need to make time for running back Austin Eckler. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He's on bye so, week, so he's got time. Yeah. He's on bye week, yeah. So the ship chaser gets bumped for a running back. It's, uh, it's a tough scene. Wow, Austin Eckler kind of playing the field. I thought he was a Yahoo man. Now he's headed over to Big Peacock. Hey, he's man. a big fancy guy. He's a big fancy yeah. guy. Yeah. He's coming for yeah. our job. I'm uh okay, if he wins us the 10K, I'm good with it. Yeah. It's true. We got a better record than AJ Dillon and Tyler Algier in the sleeper bowl right now. Um, so that's how I'm getting my rocks off right now. Beating them um, at their own game. Beating them at their own game. It's like you guys come into my neck of the woods better uh better come clean uh all right we'll see you guys we'll see you guys next week (laughs)